0: Thank you for listening to the Wannabes 1v1 series, where Wasabi and myself, JD, talk to some of our favorite players, commentators, or content creators in the Melee community. If you support us, give us a follow on Twitter at SSB underscore with one E. There you'll find links to our Discord, our YouTube videos, as well as getting notified on whenever the new episode is up. Anyways, enjoy the show. So if you've been to a major in the Northeast, or really anywhere, you yep. might see this man walking around asking for money matches from anyone and everyone. He is 5th in Connecticut, He is 18th in Tri-State, and he is one of the coolest Falco players I've met to this date. Warmer, how you doing, man?
1: I'm doing pretty good, Jesse. How about you?
0: I'm doing well. I'm happy you, uh, you, you were able to find the time and talk man like you're one of these players that i just always you know run into a tournament so we don't really have too much time to to really catch up or mm-hmm. um if we play a set that's always a, a lot of fun but um i think it'd be cool to actually like sit down and get to know you a little better you know
1: yeah that sounds like a pretty good
0: time yeah um, so i just want to start off I know you so much as a money match fiend like mm-hmm. that's that's there's a reason I put it in the introduction it, for yep. you it's like, <laughs> become kind of like um synonymous defining yeah for sure um so when did you kind of start realizing that you liked doing these money matches and and realize that's what you wanted to do at majors
1: so it was like is that smash con like the first one I went to which was in 2018 and Like, before this point, I had been money matching people at, like, some of the bigger tri-state events. Like, the last, uh, I was putting in, like, a lot of money matches with, like, a bunch of random players. And while I was doing this, like, I just noticed that, like, I would care as much as I might in tournament. Maybe not as much, like, I might be slightly more lenient with, like, a few specific things, like... I might homie stalk people in a money match, but I would probably never do that in tournament. And just, like, certain random things like that. And I would would be able to get in the zone and be able to try my hardest for a set of melee. And that's what I really like doing at tournaments, is just, like, trying for a win in this game. And, like, when I was at SmashCon, I realized that, like there are just so many players around me like there's so much like really like raw talent that I could just tap into if I ask somebody a question so why wouldn't I ask that question
0: Is... yeah no I totally agree like I mean from my experience playing money matches you're just very similar to yours you know it actually puts me into the match more so than friendlies um, and the same thing goes for the other person I mean you could be playing your heart out, but if the other person's not putting their hardest into it, you're not getting the best practice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a huge proponent of money matches. And it's funny, I, I always see, like, it's you, but there's also, like, Bonfire 10 always stands out.
1: Oh, yeah, um, she does that all the time, yeah.
0: There's so many people that it's like a money matching community. Like, are you finding the same people? Oh, yeah. The same all the
1: time. All the time, yeah. It's, yeah, really, <laughs> it's really cool to see, like... Just because, like, these players, like, this means a lot to them. Like, obviously, if they keep coming back to it, it means a good amount to them. Whether it's because of, like... Like, 5 is five is nice, because, like, tournaments can be pricey. So it just helps, like... Like, you can just, like, go to McDonald's and, like, get something now, you know? Like, that's just, like, $5, $5 just for, like, playing Melee. Like, doing something that you like. And even if you don't get it, it's just, like you're learning the same amount that you would from a tournament set even if you're out like i've had like really depressing tournaments where i can just be like all right that that shit happened now i can just try at something else and see how well that goes for me
0: right no i've always found money matches to be kind of a win-win in a sense where if i could find someone obviously if i beat someone i win five bucks like that's you know worst case scenario you three oh them it's boring but you win money yeah or you find someone who's better than you and you get to learn from someone who's more experienced or the best case scenario or the top two best case scenarios is like a super close money match where you feel fucking alive you know what i mean like yeah no i
1: get what you're saying
0: how many other like even hobbies can you kind of just like access that sort of feeling almost on demand um, and then at that point, like, I've lost money matches where I was happier than if I had won them. You know, like, obviously you want to take it at the end. But when you're, you know, best of five, you're in game five, last stock or something like that. It's just like gets your adrenaline pumping. It's like it's just good for your like almost your physiological, physiological, like, you know what I mean? It's like adrenaline and shit.
1: Yeah, it's really good for your brain because it's just like it really get lets you get into like. A flow of what you're doing. And when you know that, like, the tides at this point, like what you're saying, like, game five, like, the tides are completely even. Like, anyone could do this. It's like, that's what's going to bring out the best melee and people. That's what's going to bring out, like, the best decision making and, like, combos for people to get. And money matches is just like, they know how badly they want it. So they're going to try everything that they have to do to take the set.
0: Right. I mean, that's kind of the spirit of competition in a sense. Like, not to get too uh, philosophical on it, but, you know, we're here to compete. We're here to play. It's like, what are we really looking for? You know, like, are we actually... The big conversation now is, like, there's no money in Smash, which is, like, true. We don't have to talk about that, but it's, like, what brings us to play it? And it's kind of just chasing, chasing that feeling of, like, triumph and, like, you know, just putting yourself in the brink of... Of despair and loss and then coming out on top you know there's so much to say on it (laughs) there really is yeah and so obviously you found um your avenue you know i I always see you kind of any opportunity you get you're you're playing people um kind of like tactically when you play someone in a money match do you like to play friendlies with them afterwards like what's the best way you improve from a money match
1: so the best way i improve from a money match is like it's usually i play it after bracket and then i'm just like damn i'm really struggling with this particular matchup or i just lost to this guy i want to try it this guy again and that's usually where like most of my initial money matches come out and then i start playing like the regulars that you're talking about like at first so when i <clears throat> sorry when i when i money match like tactically like you're saying it's just like I'm looking for something that will teach me the most about the point of melee that I'm struggling the most in, right? Mm, So I'm just trying to get the most out of that struggle as I can so when it really does matter in tournament, I know how it feels to miss something and I know what to do to pick it back up later.
0: That makes sense. That's good. So you kind of, you recognize it immediately, and then you start looking for the opportunities to kind of practice it, to work on that?
1: Yeah, yeah. So let me, let me give you an example. Yesterday, I money matched this Falcon player. And I think the way the set went was I went up 2-0. And then game three brought me to like a completely different stage. And I played Fox for the first two games on Battlefield. And Game 3 brought me to Yoshi's, and I switched to Falco, and, like, I got, like, two-stocked. And then I went to FD, and, like, I think that's just, like, a free win, basically. Like, Falcon struggles really hard versus Falco on that stage. And you can get so many openings off of, like, doing the most basic things in neutral. And he he won that one, too. But this, like, this had happened to me at another tournament. Like, the same exact situation had happened to me. And, like, I was able to recognize, like, what I was struggling with and what I should do differently in the end. And game five, I ended up, like, 3 stalking him, like, pretty convincingly. And the set and tournament that I had played where the same thing happened, like, game five was a struggle, but I still did it. But this time I was able to reflect on, like, a past experience kind of subconsciously and be able to capitalize the most off of it and it paid out in my favor really hard
0: yeah i was actually going to ask like how much of that was conscious you kind of just answered it it was, a, it was a subconscious adaptation um which i always think is overlooked right it's like people talk about adaptations as if it's this decision that people make but i think melee is obviously super nuanced it's like more complicated than just Deciding I'm gonna drill instead of nair. You yeah, know, like yeah, it's more than that. So Yeah, I guess putting yourself in that situation as many times as possible ended up, you know, paying off in this case That's that's really interesting. I've actually never heard it phrased that way, which is really cool um, I, I try to think of how often I'm Kind of looking for those types of things just to like critique on myself. I don't know if Um, I'm doing myself justice with finding people to play and just putting myself in as many situations as possible. You know, that's a really, it's a really good argument for money matching. If you think about it.
1: Yeah. It's just like, you're, you're able to put yourself in a spot that you've either been in so many times for you to learn from, or that you've never been in before. So no matter what actually comes out from the money match, like there are people that i've played in money matches that like have looked completely dejected like i can like see them in my peripheral vision and like i don't know why but like because you shouldn't do this right but like when people like feel like that and i just see that like it doesn't make me feel encouraged to play anymore but that happens like all the time in money matches like if i'm beating that person really badly then like i'm able to see them do that in tournament and then just not care about it because I'm just like, whatever. I've seen people act like mopey during tournament sets. I've seen them do it in money matches. Like, it's no different here than it was then. So I should just, like, focus on what I'm doing
0: in the game. Yeah, you have to pull out the killer instinct and uh, really just stab them in the back once you have the opportunity. That actually reminds me of when I was at um, Super Smash Con this year. It was in Loser's Bracket, and I was playing a Marth from tennessee or some southern state um named grab and um that guy's pretty
1: decent.
0: yeah 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 so he just beat um shit i'm bad with names like this but um we, we were pretty far you know it was for we were in top 64 and um he had just beaten someone and he was like physically shaking you know like he unplugged his controller and then i told him i'm playing with him so he like plugged it back in and he was like struggling to do it Uh and in retrospect i was thinking that i had an advantage already you know i'm like oh i i got this guy beat you know he's so scared you know i'm like i've never even heard his name before like all these things that obviously sound so bad now and probably i mean i ended up losing so that's probably what did it but it's so interesting just like these outside things that we see in our opponent can affect how we play and a lot of times it's to our detriment either because we think that we have an advantage that isn't there or we, you know, hold back a little bit because for whatever reason we don't want to finish it, you know?
1: Yeah, like you, you see it all the time with like players. It, it's at all levels. Like after they lose the set, they aren't really, like they don't come out really focused on specific things in game that they might have done wrong they just say like like some people do i'm not saying like everybody does this every time but some people just walk out saying like i played bad like i can't really come back from this and like if they play bad in a specific spot like every time like at like a major or something then they might reflect on that in the midst of their game when like obviously the goal is to focus like on the interactions in the game and really put your mind into it. Mm -hmm. But when you, when you're thinking about these things, you're not really like, you're not making a conscious effort to ignore how you're playing, like the quality of plays that you're making instead of putting yourself in the game more. So even if I recognize that, like I'm playing like completely terribly completely, like, out of my standards, like, for what I want to do, like, I'm still, I still want to focus and make goals in the game for myself, like, even if my tech skill is not fantastic at that point in time, right, so it's just, like, it's just, like, noticing these things is really important because I think, I think, like, X said this, he's just, like, I never want to look at the person next to me Because that reminds me of who they are. And that's a distraction from what's in the game. Like, you're supposed to be focused on... You're supposed to be focused on... Like, for Axe's case, like, Pikachu and Fox, not myself and this guy. Like, you're you're supposed to be focused on, like, the in-game content. And not what the in-game content means on the outside. And I think... Amsa does another thing where he's just like, after I lose, like, I'm looking at myself because that stuff matters a lot. Like, if you're always doing the same thing, like, physically after you lose, or if you're always doing the same thing, like, mentally after you lose, like, you have the same reaction every single time, then, like, that kind of stuff means something, you know? Like, that means something because you need to understand that that reaction's happening for a reason and like how you can reflect and try to fix that reaction to make it more constructive for you in the long run.
0: Yeah. And to your first point about watching the other person, kind of what X said, um, that's really enlightening honestly, because you know, thinking back to playing grab and and feeling like I had an advantage just because he was nervous I wasn't looking at if his Martha was playing nervous because that's something you could actually pick up and something that's worth looking at. You know, this guy is missing. This tech is different than this person's a little shaky or his eyes are wide. Yeah. And there's no way to actually deduce gameplay from, from an outside you know, perspective. It might happen once in a while. You might be right, you know, sometimes, but I think he's, he's spot on with that. Like it doesn't matter. And, and to Amsa's point, um, <laughs> it's easy to say they're both right. I mean, it just, it's, it's really solid kind of observations here by them. Like you want to control what you can actually control. Yeah. You can't, you can't go around changing how, other the people are or having a perfect read on anyone. Cause you're never going to understand someone completely, but you could do all the work possible to kind of figure yourself out, you know? And that's actually one of the big goals Um, I had with starting this podcast is a very selfish goal is to kind of figure out where, you know, players like you and players kind of at our level that are grinding and figuring their own ways up, um, finding out how they figure themselves out. How do you figure yourself out? And actually I want to bring that question to you. Like what has been one of the more, uh, beneficial, decisions or kind of observations you've made about yourself in relation to your melee skill and your improvement
1: so i used to like i used to really not have like any solid form of movement at all right like i used to i like my movement was really streaky and i think it still is now but it's definitely not to the same extent that it was in the past for myself like and this is before i was like Super well known or anything like, and I'm not super well known, I'm not saying that, but like, this was before I was like known in any spectrum at all as someone that was good. Like, I was just like struggling to perform like wave shines and combos, and like always I'll cancel a dare in my combos, and just like random stuff like that. And this didn't always happen, and when that didn't happen, I would play a lot better. But I didn't really notice this at the time and like this is why I struggled with this for so long like I would always focus on like like in the moment like wow I can't really do anything about that about like how I'm missing these things so I shouldn't try to look into that anymore but I've just like started getting really desperate for answers because there's no way that, like, all of these, like, players that were better than me, like, the way I was looking at it, I was like, there's no way all these players are better than me. And they just, like, got lucky, and now they don't miss their combos. Like, they're obviously doing something to change that for themselves. So, like, when, um, when like, PPMD started first coming back, like, streaming, like, he, this was during, like, his, like, first, like, random few streams, like, that he did once every few months. Like he was just doing really basic stuff, like practicing wave dashing and like dash dancing. And I didn't really notice it like until he started doing this stuff. But like I miss that kind of stuff like all the time. Mm. So I was like, maybe I should just start practicing like basic stuff like that. And practicing like basic combos and stuff like that. So I could just really focus on what matters in the game. To me which was at the time like my movement and executing like my bread and butter things because if i wasn't hitting those and like i would have no success in game so that's like one decision i chose to make in order to like improve myself overall
0: i know will is listening to this right now just so happy you said bread and butter because that's that's one of wasabi's like number one things to focus on and something he likes to bring up all the time for good reason Um, there's only so much like ingenuity you could bring to, um, like shine, like wave, shine up, smash, like things like that. You know, there are certain things in melee that you just have to execute without overthinking or, you know, reinventing the wheel, you know? And so that's a really good point you brought up. Like even PPMD once the best player in the world would just sit there and practice like dash dancing. Like, very, very basic fundamental stuff. And I think it's something we all kind of understand as important, but actually internalizing what it takes to, you know, master the craft of melee and get super good, it's hard to actually figure out when is enough. It almost never is, right? Like, it's almost... I think um, I saw a video, I think Pew Pew You had um he had like a series like pew pew university or something and he said whenever he starts practicing he does four minutes of dash dancing and that's a long time, you know? Like yeah. not not really a long time, but you think about, okay, he's gonna practice all these other things. He's gonna, you know, work on new tech and, you know, lab out combos and all that, but before anything, before he, he even touches the A button, you know. He's just doing dash dancing back and forth. And now he is like, you know, the second best Marth, the third best Marth. And there's good reason to that. It's just a really good reminder, you bringing that up again, um, what's really important. Because I, actually I had, a, I had a streak where I did that too, you know, just grinding out basic stuff. And it <laughs> ended up being the most, you know, improved I've gotten in one period of time.
1: Yeah, because it's just like, It's just like a failure to realize on someone's part that like wouldn't acknowledge something like that. It's like you're doing this kind of stuff all the time. Like if you don't think that like it it happens everywhere, like outside of Melee too. Like it's just league players, like league pros, like they play their game like all day nonstop. So when it comes like for their moment, for their time to prove themselves, that they can be at the best that they can be in that moment and just focus on what they're doing in game and like basketball players are like always in the gym they're like always trying to like bring the best out of themselves and if you're just practicing like basic fluid movement in your craft and like when it comes time to really show off like that you're competent in this movement like if you're more practiced than the other person that could matter so much more mm-hmm.
0: So when it comes down to, you know, playing for a while and I'm going to totally make this about myself, but I want you to answer this question for me is um, I've gotten to the point where I have to kind of begrudgingly go to the lab and and do my practice. And um, I made it a habit for such a long time, but now I feel like it's more and more difficult to get myself to do that practice. You know, when you feel that yourself, what what kind of urges you to to keep practicing and keep getting better and um, what would you say to someone like me who's kind of in this little valley you know of of his melee career of, of practicing and getting better
1: so what I did recently and it got me really into my practice and this was on like a really broken controller that had like snap back in both directions and it was it's like It was kind of frustrating to move with. And it just like it just like wasn't a perfect controller and like my grip at this time had just fallen off. But I still wanted to keep playing melee because at the time I was like really enjoying like just moving in the game. So instead of just being frustrated about it, like I was like I was just like, whatever, I'm gonna take a second and just focus on something else and while I was doing that, like just like, just like chill, like chilling at my computer, like trying to find something to do, like I found just something random, like it was like a book that somebody posted in a chat, and I was just like, you know, I'm gonna listen to this and just play melee. Like I just chose to do something passively while solo practicing, so I was more immersed in it, and so I could do the same thing but just a little bit differently to add variety to like my schedule of playing melee in order to like get myself back into it like because I don't want it to be like like you're saying like just hating going into it and just feeling like why wouldn't I just be playing a person at this point or like just thinking about the prospect of solo practicing something pretty important as something negative and you don't want to do that because then you like you're not bringing out the best in your movement because you're just like what the hell am I doing this for like you're not if you're not enjoying it then you're not getting the most out of it so I just decided to listen to this book and then it made me enjoy my solo practice a lot more because I was able to focus on the content of something completely different while still practicing an edge guard or putting my inputs into melee just like Doing the basic like wave dashing stuff I mentioned earlier.
0: What was the book, if you don't mind me asking? Um,
1: let me let me pull it up. It's on my audible. Okay, it's called "Flow Living at the Peak of Your Abilities" by I don't know. It's this it's this guy from like I don't I'm not sure where he's from. It's like either the Ukraine or Russia or something like that. But he's like he's just like a really smart person and he was just putting like the most basic activities of life like and just making it so that you could enjoy like the most basic things like if you pay attention to details like it can put you in like a kind of state of flow or like a zone like state like how you might feel when you're playing melee like in a set but it's obviously not like the same level of intensity, but it's the same level of enjoyment that you could find out of something else. And while I was listening to it and solo practicing, like I was like in there, man, like I was just like getting really into it. Like it felt really good.
0: sounds like some synergy right there. It's, it sounds a little bit like mindfulness too. Is that kind of similar? What do you mean? So, you know, just the, the act of, you know, not thinking of the future dwelling on the past kind of, just being in the moment and yeah yeah you know, being into your senses and and that sort of thing it sounds pretty similar yeah
1: it's just like paying attention to a lot of detail in whatever you're doing because that's what that's what the like it, the book uses the term flow state that's yeah. like what flow state is it's like paying attention to all these like minute details because you're putting so much focus into it and while you're putting like a lot of focus and mindfulness into your activity, like that's how you produce the most enjoyment from it. That's how you get the most from
0: it. Right. No, I I dig that. I um I kinda wanna check this book out. Maybe I'll do I'll just copy paste exactly what you just did. It sounds like a pretty good way to spend an afternoon, honestly. Um But yeah, I, I really like the concepts of like, you know, learning about things outside of melee right like like you said flow state or you know there's a big push into um, like physical and mental health also within the community at least of people realizing like what you put into your body the sleep you get all this stuff
1: Um,
0: and so the idea of doing all of these things these these improvements to ourselves these ways of becoming healthier and more well rounded people um, as a way to get better at melee you know that's a very interesting concept do you think that melee has kind of helped you um figure yourself out a little more or push yourself to become like a more well rounded like stronger person
1: yeah for sure it's it's definitely it's definitely helped me realize like certain things about the interactions i have with people because like while I'm at tournaments, like, I'm meeting new people constantly. Like, that's, like, well, when I go, like, out of region, like, I'm, like, usually meeting someone that I haven't met before. Mm-hmm. And that, that kind of experience, like, it's just useful for life. Like, you're going to meet new people all the time. And, like, if you're able to make the most out of, like, a certain interaction with a person, then it's either going to be, like, it's going to be pleasant and you enjoyed it and, like, there's nothing awkward about it. Like, that's the goal. Or, like, you're going to get a lot out of it. And if you don't, then that's fine. Like, then you're able to move on from it. And, like, those those kind of, like, really basic parts of life, like, Melee's <laughs> been able to introduce me to more often than I would have if I was just doing anything else.
0: Yeah. No, I've actually found that, you know, socializing within the Melee community is, like, obviously it's a little different and sometimes wackier. And it's very... S- very centralized around one thing you know but um it really carries over to everything else um and i think it's really cool that we have this community that like yes is a gaming community you know we're all a bunch of nerds all this stuff yeah um but it's rare in that the main you know social hub is in person and you hear this concept all the time of like you know melee is an in-person game this leads to more socializing, but it's so true. It's so true.
1: Yeah. It's, you know? it's so, it's like, just like being able to put yourself in this kind of position where like in tournament, like there's, there's like an absurd amount of like expectation for you as a person to just like focus on what you're doing and like not have like, like, you're not like most people usually like don't talk at all during tournament sets and like it kind of it kind of creates like this sort of like professionalism in people like they're they're like really focused but they're like they could be around someone that they've known for years but they still want this so bad and that that creates like that creates like the thing i was talking about before and like the thing we just talked about like a more concentrated focus on your senses on like what you're doing in the moment while you're playing Melee.
0: Yeah. I like that word professionalism. I think that's kind of on point too, you know, like you think of the way that all of, uh, I hate to say top players, but let's say um, competitive players, like real take this seriously type players, um, how they treat the game, how they treat each other. It's like this level of respect that I think is kind of similar to, either a corporate world or some, it's very like pecking order ish, but more in the sense of just if we, how, how do I want to phrase this? It's tricky to phrase cause it, it could come off very elitist. What yeah. I'm gonna yeah. Say, but, but there's a sense of if you also take this game seriously and if you also can prove that you, um, want it as much as i do or at least have wanted it to to the same extent then there's a like fundamental level of love and respect that has to be earned you know it's such a tricky thing because obviously i respect any any person that goes to a melee tournament like i want the scene to grow and i want people to feel welcome it's but there's a level of like, what did you bring? Like, what did you sacrifice? You know, what blood have you spilt to get to this point? And um, sometimes if someone's just showing up and, and goofing around and being kind of a silly willy or whatever, you know, I, I might enjoy you for sure, but if you can't make me sweat in game, then... <sighs> Then, like, yeah, might, you
1: know, yeah, like, what am I? What am I? Like, what am I here for? Is that, is that kind of what you're saying?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think you get it. It's like, you definitely get it. It's just, it's such an interesting thing to talk about. It makes me kind of squirm a little bit because, again, it sounds elitist. It sounds like I'm just like, you know, if you're not good enough, I don't want to talk to you. But I think it's kind of undeniable, too. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, yeah, it, it's fundamental to who we are. If If you look at any other sport, if you look at any other you know, if you show up, let's say you're playing tennis and just a pickup game of tennis, right? And it's two on two and you just don't pick up game and three people are like good, like solid players. And then there's one schmuck who can't keep up, you know, think about what that does socially and think about how the players who are good, like they have to kind of, what do they do? Do they cater to you? Do they just kick your ass? Yeah. You know, it's like, And then the way it's not like they're going to be assholes to that one person who's less good, but it's like, you know, I just spent an hour and a half playing a game that I take very seriously and I wasn't able to feel, you know, that level of competition that I strive for. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no, I completely get what you're saying, because I think I think in interactions, people really thrive on empathy and if you're able mm-hmm. to understand that this means this much to the other person then that that like what we're doing right now like that's like so much conversation that's so much potential to understand the other person in so many other ways that you wouldn't be able to otherwise mm-hmm. because if you're able to understand like how much something means to somebody then you know why you're talking to them. You know why you're interacting with them, because you're just like this guy. This guy gets what I'm going through, right? And when you find like those kinds of people, you're definitely more likely to go out of your way to be around them. Like, like I might be more likely to talk to like better players than worse players because, like, I'm I want to be able to like go through the same thing that they're going through. Like with the steady improvement with the better ones that they're getting in competition and like if i play them like i want to be able to put up a fight and that's like that's just like the ultimate goal like you're just trying to get better and if people have that understanding in you then they're definitely way more likely to talk to you
0: right and so now now kind of turns into um like there's almost an obligation to Overcompensate, At least the way I feel. And I think this might be a personal thing. And I think it's different for everyone of of like, okay, you're at a tournament. Um, and you still, say so you just sit down with someone to start playing. If you just start whooping someone like four stock three times in a row, something like that, at what point do you kind of just like get up and you're like, yeah, man, sorry. Or like, how do you, how do you treat that?
1: How do I treat that? So yeah. I, I like, I like those kinds of situations because it lets me test my execution and see how well I'm performing, like, my basic combos, my, like, really boiled down, like, neutral interactions because I don't really have to think that hard when I'm playing against these kinds of players. So I usually just play for, like, anywhere between, like, 5 to 10 games or, like, 10 to 20 minutes with them. Just so they can feel like they're doing something in game for long enough. And have some sort of enjoyment with it. But also so I want to get the most out of something else that I could do. So like this happened to me when I like sat down at the first setup I went to at Big House. Like I was definitely better than like the people I was playing against. And I won most of the games that I played. But I didn't get up right away because I just wanted to see like how I was performing in my uh, <clears throat> like in my tech skill first. and i I like I've been in that situation before too, so I understand how it feels to just like get bodied by someone way better than you. and like when you're worse, you know it happens. It's just like this guy's obviously like way better than me, and this is probably why he's leaving because you might see them later in the tournament playing someone that's better than you or like a little bit better than you and the other person's like, putting up a better fight and they want to stay around longer because they're Mm -hmm. learning more from them than they were from you. And it's, it can really be that simple. Like sometimes you just want a better challenge. And I feel like as long as you make the other person feel like they played melee or that they had like a good time with the melee that they played, or if they were able to get something from it, then you did your job, you can leave the setup.
0: Right. Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic, and, you know, it's all, you know, sociology, it's all kind of community-based stuff, and there are people in the community that will, like, play two games and just be like, this isn't worth my time, and, like, get up and leave, and uh, I guess it's, like, it's all the power to them, you know, if, they, if they're if they that serious about it, if they feel like, you know, they're there for themselves, they only have limited time, I guess I understand, I understand it, but... Yeah. I mean, there is the empathy too of, yeah, we've been there before. Like we, we've been new players. Everyone has. And so it's always interesting to me, like when I'm put in that situation, I feel this wave of like nostalgia in a, in a, you know, kind of warped way of like, okay, I remember when I sat down and someone just whooped me and all that. And I also remember how it felt when they would like look around between games and like try to find someone else they know or, Um, you know, not pay attention or not care or not have fun, you know? So I'm, I'm happy you gave that answer because I think it gives some insight into your character of, you know, yeah, you're here to improve and, you know, eventually you do want to play someone that actually gives you a challenge, but um, you still kind of stick around and and give them that. So respect, man. (laughs) It's nice of you.
1: It's just like, they're they're there for the same reason that I am. It's to play melee and probably I would hope so, to have a good time to like while playing melee. Right. And like when you're when you're in that position and just like having someone either be completely disinterested or just abandon from the setup right away after they play a couple games like That sucks. Like, you just wait. Like, it feels like you might have wasted their time. And I don't want anyone to feel like they've wasted my time because, like, they probably haven't, honestly. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And, like, if I'm trying, if I'm putting off that kind of impression, like, that doesn't help people come back to tournaments. That doesn't help people get interested in the game. That just makes people kind of disappointed. It's disappointed at best and, like, kind of sad at worst. And, like, I don't really want that for anybody.
0: Right. Yeah, and kind of staying on that point, like, yeah, we want people to stay. We want people to keep coming. And I always kind of grapple with the idea of, you know, what's my role? Like, what can I do to have people, you know, either enjoy themselves more or feel like they want to come out to more tournaments? You know, it's it's an interesting situation we're in as melee players because once you're kind of entrenched into the scene, like you've committed to the game and you see it from the inside out, you start to realize that, like, it's still kind of fragile a little bit, you know, because it's so hard to get in. And, you know, once you're in, you're in, like once you, (laughs) once you put your, your time in and you understand why this game is so beautiful and fun and all that, you know, it just becomes common understanding. But, you know, what do you think, what do you think that people at our level, you know not not the top players not the you know
1: not the baddies yeah
0: yeah so what do you think we can do to kind of foster the community and and how do we make melee survive well the
1: simplest thing is definitely just like just play them like just play like the people that aren't as good and like like to make you're you're asking like to make the game grow in general right yeah I don't know. I feel like I feel like when I when I play like I'm just aiming to to like make the most out of my experience so it can contribute to my potential success in the future or learning more from my potential defeat in the future. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in doing that like I'm putting enough effort in my grind like to go to all these tournaments. So I feel like for me, that's, that's like, that can be enough. And uh, like, I don't usually do like streaming that much. And like, honestly, my brand is, my brand as a player isn't like huge. So I'm probably not the reason that people are going to come back to the game. But like, if I can do something little, like make somebody see like a pretty dope combo or like make somebody see like something really enjoyable about the game or like have a good talk like we are about melee like even if it's just something like random about melee like it can just be like the most intricate thing or it could be the most general thing like just make the specific person i'm interacting with see that this game is pretty cool and that they should keep coming back to
0: it yeah man just giving just giving yourself to it and you know not feeling like you have to put anything else on your shoulders for the sake of anyone you know and and you're not you're not one that's kind of going around taking either. I mean, you'll take people's money. That's different, but like (laughs) that's,
1: that's also agreed. Obviously.
0: (laughs) Right. But no, I totally dig that. Like you're not out here to save the community. And and I don't think it's any one person's job to do so. It's, it's kind of just, it's all of our jobs to kind of contribute what we want. And, you know, even, even, even just someone who's, you know, giving their Amazon prime to a melee streamer, you know, like something as small as that I think is, is still important. Um, and, and kind of keeping things going. So yeah, that's cool. So, all right, we're kind of winding down here. I want to ask one final question and I want you to, you know, give the best answer possible because this is content and if it's not good, then our value is, there's no, there's, we're not people. We're not good people. Okay. So, you are given a uh, pupil, a someone who has been playing melee for let's say a year, and has all the basics down. You know, knows how to l cancel, wave dash, all that stuff. Um, what would you do to have this person improve? What would be your goals with them, and what would be like the number one lesson that you would instill in this person as a melee player?
1: So let me, let me go over the first part, which was what, what goals would I create for them? Uh, yeah. So one goal I would create for them, like if, if they are frequently competing, like wherever they're competing, like it could just be at like a local, it could be like if they somehow got on stream, if they... Like if they somehow got on stream at like a big tournament, like it could just be anything. Like if it was, if it was recorded, not like, like like poke at them constantly to look back at it, but to really like make them understand how important it is to like see what you did before, and not that what you did before was bad, but to see like what you did before was either like like what it contributed towards in your set that you just played because like if you're if you like review at least like one set from the last tournament that you played like you get to see a lot of things like especially if there's a player cam like you get to see a lot of things about yourself and like if you're just able to look back at these at these sets and just look at one thing that you did right or one thing that you did wrong you're already golden like that's that's all you need to do just like get one thing at least one thing from one tournament set that you played if it got recorded that that's definitely one goal i would like point them towards just like any basic set analysis like if you're able to really get something from it then like that's fantastic like that's something that you want to go for just like getting a basic understanding of what you want to do right and what you don't want to do wrong just nice.
0: work okay so second part of the question how would you set them up for training and and practice
1: i would i would set them up for that by first letting them know that like like with what we just talked about like because all you really have to do is just explain to them, like, if they're willing to listen to you, like, explain to them how important, like, basic movement is in the game. And, I don't know, I might show them, like, how many times people, like, screw up the basic, basics of melee. Like, you see it all the time, like, people in the heat of the moment will miss their ledge dash, they'll miss an i cancel, they'll side b off the stage just because like it was something they had to execute and if i can make them understand that these tiny things will not like have to be the biggest issue if they put effort into that basic stuff outside of tournament outside of the venue and just like put that little bit of effort in at home towards their wins then that's that's really good like then they understand like that solo practice important the solo practice is important for them and that they should like do it more often than not and like do it whenever that they can if they want to get good at the game if they're serious about
0: the game sweet okay and final question what is the single most important lesson just the one sentence or phrase that would help the most
1: If you're playing a tournament set, play to win, don't play to lose. Or don't play not to lose, rather. Like, you can see who's playing to win, and you can see who's playing not to lose. Like, that's that's all I'm saying. And usually, the people that play not to lose, lose.
0: Hell yeah, man. Look, I am so happy you came on. We set this up, like, two months ago. <laughs> It fell into the void of the Twitter DM, but I'm happy you came on, man. This has been a great conversation. I'll I'll have to see you soon, man. Yeah, for sure. Peace. All right. Peace.